Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can. But it's just as important to take time for yourself. AARP can help. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Oh, you think for yourself? We like that around here. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Don't you get tired of hearing the new normal? You know, the new normal is that we're all going to work from home. Well, that may not be a terrible thing, I guess, for some people. The new normal is that uh, we're not going to want to be near anybody. The new normal is that we watch movies on Netflix instead of theaters. The new normal is, I don't know, you, you do that stupid elbow bump thing instead of actually shaking hands like we've been doing for hundreds of years. I don't know. I don't know what the new normal is going to be or whether we should accept a new normal, but there actually is more to it than just how we greet each other. Uh, Are we actually looking at a situation where we are slipping more of kind of a big government authoritarian mindset into our culture? Joined now by J.D. Tuchilli from uh, Reason Magazine. And and J.D., I I just read your article on the new normal, and uh, I thought it was really thought-provoking. A lot of people are irritated from being locked up in their houses on these shelter-in-place orders, not locked up, but you know what I mean. And also, you know, having churches closed down, businesses are still reeling from everything that happened during COVID. What does this have to do with authoritarianism or big government when we do get back to whatever normal is going to be? You know, a lot has changed since the beginning of the pandemic, and it changed quickly. And we've gotten accustomed to quite a few things that, uh, quite a few big differences in our life uh, over the way life was before um, the pandemic hit. Among those things are greater surveillance, mm-hmm. um, government, government mandates that businesses close because they're deemed non-essential, often arbitrarily. Um, government mandates from on high by a single executive without involving the legislature. And when we talk about a new normal, a big concern is that the politicians have got, become accustomed to doing things that we would not have permitted them to do, say, even uh, six months or a year ago, and that we've become more accustomed to being told what to do when we wouldn't have accepted that, or at least assumed it would have been accepted that a year ago. I noticed that you referenced both government and basically culture. And, you know, when it comes to people being, I guess, cautious, I mean, nobody wants to get sick. I mean, I had COVID. It was terrible. I don't want anybody else to get it. But can government do what it's doing if not for culture allowing it? I mean, uh, have we separated the two or are both of them simply accepting something that I don't think we should be, we should be accepting? Well, I mean, it, it really takes two to tango when it comes to authoritarianism. I mean, there's obviously the dictator or the, uh, the authoritarian government issuing commands, but if the culture doesn't accept that, if it resists it, it's, it's very, very hard to inflict these commands and enforce them. Uh, by and large, the biggest enforcers are the people themselves. Uh, dropping a dime on each other, calling the cops, uh, you know, nagging each other. Um, if the culture doesn't change, the would-be uh, rulers have a hard time getting their way. And the, but the culture is changing; it has changed, at least in, in a, for a large segment of our society. A lot of people are much more willing to submit to authority than they were beforehand, or else at least they're displaying willingness to submit to authority that we had not previously anticipated. 
We're visiting with uh, J.D. Tuchelli from uh, Reason Magazine. The uh, op-ed or the article is just called The Post-Pandemic New Normal Looks Awfully Authoritarian. Uh, J.D., we have had efforts of government to expand and infringe on rights in different parts of the country or nationally before, and we've stood up and said, no, 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 no. We have a First Amendment or a Second Amendment or a Fourth Amendment or whatever it is. Has something changed when it comes to us uh, submitting to government that steps way outside of its uh, normal bounds? It has, but it also has changed in the past. And we see it the ratchet effect. During crises, um, government tends to push its boundaries, and we tend to let it. And then afterwards, things subside, but they almost never go back to the way they, be, they were before. That is, government power ratchets forward kind of inexorably. So what we're seeing now isn't really a break with the past. It's another crisis and another implementation of the ratchet effect. And if uh, the pattern follows as it has after wars and pandemics and uh, the Great Depression, um, we are very unlikely to be as free after this passes as we were beforehand. A lot of the emergency measures will have passed, but they'll have left um, social, political, legal detritus in, their, in its wake. And we're, we're going to have given up civil liberties that we will not recover and will have established precedents for government action that will be very hard to claw back. The government will have those to draw upon in the future. Uh, one of those, uh, I guess, objections is, yes, but this is a pandemic. Hundreds of thousands of people have, um, have been infected and tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, have died related to COVID-19. It's our duty, it's our social contract to, to give up some freedoms in order to protect everybody else from, hey, just try to stay six feet apart from each other. We think that's going to increase your chances of not getting sick to the governor of California tweeting out, uh, when you're eating food, take a bite, put your mask back on, chew it, then take your mask off, take another bite, put your mask back on. It's just insanity. There is. I mean, it, there's a separate discussion we had about each policy. I mean, and, there's a, and there is an argument to be made that during cri you know, times of crisis, uh, life should be a little bit different. Uh, maybe the uh, state should have a little more authority. Uh, maybe it should, it should not. Um, I would probably argue uh, differently than others would as to uh, what's the preferable approach during times of crisis. I prefer less government authority. Others might prefer more. But the point is that after the crisis passes, usually we don't get all that freedom back, even after the excuse for it is gone. Uh, the excuse for the authoritarian action is gone. Um, politicians like having that extra authority. Um, courts have deferred to them and established precedent for the use of that extra authority. And we've established patterns of deference in our own lives to submitting to government authority that we would not have submitted to in the past. One of the arguments being made is, yes, but it's to protect us. It's for public health. And why shouldn't we be, be more willing to accept a new normal under those circumstances? Well, because not every authoritarian dictate is justifiable or justified, um, even for those who say don't value freedom. Let's say someone really says, I want my safety. I don't care for liberty all that much. Authoritarian dictates don't necessarily guarantee our health. I mean, you look at the state of New York, where back in March, Governor Cuomo uh, mandated that nursing homes had to accept COVID-19 patients back. Uh, if they'd been to the hospital, tested positive, been treated, they had to accept them back in. And, as, and what happened was that COVID then raced like wildfire through the nursing homes. People died by the thousands. Um, AP revisited the, uh, the, the issue in August and found that the count of thousands of deaths actually probably understated the issue. But there are consequences to submitting um, and then finding out that it was poor judgment, that it was poorly uh, motivated, 
that maybe as sometimes is the case, it's just an exercise of wills battling between politicians um, and the public or politicians and other politicians. Um, if you just automatically submit, uh, you, you get the policy, but you don't necessarily get good policy. One of the things that's interesting in your article is you draw on comparisons uh, from the U.S. to other countries and other countries to each other. What jumped out at you when you were looking at uh, information from other parts of the world? Well, other parts of the world, um, in some cases, have suffered even more so from the loss of freedom. Um, you've seen strictures on free speech in many parts of the world. Logically enough, in uh, traditionally authoritarian countries where the, where the governments have used the pandemic as an excuse to crack down on what they call fake news, on bad information, um, a lot of traditional liberal democratic countries have been using the pandemic as an excuse to tighten the screws censorship-wise. Um, in Australia, they were actually arresting people just for online planning and proposing protests um, against pandemic restrictions. They said that was not permitted, and not only was it not permitted, just even discussing it was a criminal act. So you're seeing a lot of countries that don't have the constitutional protections of the U.S. advancing even further down that authoritarian road. In the U.S., some governors have been ruling essentially by decree. You've seen that in Michigan. You've seen that in New York. You've seen it in California. And at least judges have, the ba uh, have a basis for pushing back and saying no. The Constitution, no matter what argument you want to make in terms of public health, simply doesn't permit these actions. And you've had uh, pushback on the governors of Michigan and on, and on Pennsylvania because the judges there have said there's simply no um, allowance under the Constitution, state and federal, for the sort of actions taken by officials. Um, so we are actually maybe in better condition than in some other uh, traditionally free countries that really won't be so free after all this passes. All right. Once again, the article is called The Post-Pandemic New Normal Looks Awfully Authoritarian. J.D., uh, nice job with the article. I really appreciate your uh, time today. Thank you for having me on. Among the discussions we're having in this year of protest over race and criminal justice and in law enforcement is one over bail, our bail bond system. Some are arguing that requiring bail to be let out of jail before trial is, among other things, racist. Is it? Hear a perspective on that just ahead on American Viewpoints. I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.